welcome to another episode of the Journal of Isakos podcast. My name is Dr. Andreas Voss and together with Dr. Manus Briljakis, we are more than happy to have Dr. Daniel Verstift from the Netherlands with us today, who is currently working at the Department of Orthopedic Surgery in Traumatology at the OLVG in Amsterdam. In this episode, we will talk about his recently published review in the Journal of Isakos talking about the Viva and Dump procedure for the treatment of acromiocalyphgut joint injuries. Hi, Dr. Verstift, and thank you for your time to join our podcast. Maybe you can tell us a few words about your scientific background. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. My name is Daniel Verstift, and I am a resident of the Department of Orthopedics in the Netherlands and part of the research team of the Amsterdam Shoulder and Elbow Center of Expertise. My research focuses on the acromioclavicular joint and at the moment in particular acromioclavicular joint dislocations. For my research I especially work close with Dr. van Dursen and Dr. van den Bekeron, both shoulder and elbow orthopedic surgeons in OVG Hospital in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. For this article we also worked with Dr. Samford from Rijnstaten Hospital in Arnhem, the Netherlands who is orthopedic surgeon with expert knowledge on orthopedic eponyms. Thank you for your introduction. My first question would be, what was your aim of the article and why did you start the project? Many different surgical techniques for acromioclavicular dislocation have been developed and over 100 techniques and modified variations have been described in the literature. In 1972, Dr. Weaver and Dr. Dunn were the first to publish a case series with coracoacromial ligament transfer. Since that time, the Weaver-Dunn procedure was one of the cornerstones in the treatment of acromioclavicular dislocation. Although surgical treatment for acromioclavicular dislocation now shifts towards anatomic reconstruction, the Weaver-Dunn procedure remains of historical significance. Our aim was to highlight the impact of the Weaver-Dunn technique and explore its clinical implication then and now. Since the Weaver and Dunn technique for AC joint dislocation is a very old um, non-anatomic technique, are you still using this technique? The upper extremity surgeons associated with this article do not use the Weaver-Dunn technique but prefer suture button devices in the acute setting and anatomic reconstruction using autographs in chronic cases. Since the early 2000s, there has been an increasing interest in anatomical reconstruction. This was due to the suboptimal functional results and the concerns with the failure rates of the modified Weaver-Dunn procedures. Biomedical studies have demonstrated that the coracochromial ligament was weaker at worse fixation strength and elongated more than the tendon graft reconstructions. Clinical studies found superior results with the anatomical reconstruction of the coracoclavicular ligaments using auto or allografts, and thus modified Weaver-Dunn procedures have fallen out of favor. Do you think the Weaver-Dunn technique will be a future technique? If yes, can you please explain? I don't think the Weaver-Dunn technique will have a significant place in future treatment of acromioclavicular joint dislocation. In recent systematic reviews discussing a variety of common surgical techniques including the Weaver-Dunn procedure, free graft reconstruction provided the highest objective scores and fewest complications, whereas modified Weaver-Dunn procedures 
at the highest unplanned reoperation re rates. Nowadays, many shoulder surgeons have come to the realization that anatomical reconstructions consistently show significantly better clinical, functional and radiological outcomes with lower failure rates, especially when compared to the Weaver Dunn procedure. In the appendix of our article, two well-known names in the field of acromioclavicular joint surgery, Dr. Beitzel and Dr. Millet, share their expert opinion on the Weaver Dunn procedure and the shift towards anatomic procedures. Is there any option to revise a failed Weaver Dunn surgery as this would be one option to uh, use te this technique or not. Although no clinical trials addressing failed Weaver done procedures have been done, many cases of failed Weaver done procedures have been described. Successful anatomic reconstruction has been done for revision of failed Weaver done procedures using either allograft or autografts, most commonly using the semitendinosus. Similar to the acute acromioclavicular dislocation, a golden standard procedure for failed operative treatment has yet to be established. The choice of treatment should be made according to the preference and experience of a surgeon, although anatomical procedures using grafts are being used more frequently in both the acute and chronic setting. Thank you Dr. Verstift for this uh, interesting uh, article and your summary. Finally, I would uh, kindly ask you if you just can uh, summarize a clinical take-home message from uh, your department and your article. Although anatomic reconstructions for the treatment of complete acromioclavicular joint dislocation are gaining in popularity among orthopedic surgeons, still some areas of controversy remain. There is an ongoing debate on operative versus non-operative management of acromioclavicular dislocation. Future research must point out which patients benefit most from surgery and which do not, especially for Rockwood type 3. When surgery is indicated, consensus is yet to be reached regarding optimal surgical technique and indication for biological or synthetic grafts, though recent literature suggests the use of tendon grafts in chronic cases to enhance healing of the native ligaments. Until a golden standard is established, the surgeon's preference and experience with different techniques are leading in the choice of treatment. Thank you, Dr. Verstip, for uh, joining our podcast uh, today and uh, we hope to have you back for another article. For our listeners, please keep uh, tuned and uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And also, if you like to listen to our latest uh, interviews and podcasts, please go on SoundCloud and check our other podcasts. This was Associate Professor Dr. Andreas Voss from the University Hospital of Regensburg in Germany on behalf of the Journal of Isakos. We hope to have you back for our next episode. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the society or the journal.